Welcome to Chronicles Abroad Presents Global Grind with our guest host, Carter, a weekly podcast series where we discuss practical steps to get you started working abroad. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad Presenting Global Grind. I'm Francis. And I'm Nubia. And we have another wonderful four-part series for you guys. We are sitting here with Carter Quinley. Hi, guys. How are you? We're doing fabulous. Oh, my gosh. Excellent. And so glad that you're here with us. So let's tell you, our listeners, a little background about you. So Carter is an American who actually has been raised in Thailand all her life. And she currently is working with an NGO to fight against human trafficking. We brought Carter on board because one of the biggest questions that we've gotten is like, what is an NGO? And how can people get involved in NGOs? So we felt like Carter would be a great asset to Global Grind, which you hold a Bachelor's of International Science from the University of Richmond and a Certificate of Social Innovation and Leadership from the United Nations School of Peace. So who else would be better for this episode, right? <laughs> Aw, thanks, Nubia. Thanks, Francis. It's so fun to, to be on the, the episode today. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, we're super excited about it. Yeah. So, Carter, what is an NGO? Yeah. So, that's a great question. And I'm excited just to kind of dive right in and start talking about, about what, that, what that means and what it is. So, essentially, an NGO is an acronym for the term non-governmental organization. And so, that term kind of came about actually back in like 1945. And the, the United Nations was the entity that coined the term non-governmental organization. Okay. And essentially an NGO or sometimes it's called a nonprofit is a group of like independent individuals who are focused on a social issues. So whether that's humanitarian issues, educational, healthcare, public policy, environmental, obviously that's a huge issue in our world today, like issues that are affecting our world and our climate. And so really it's, it's groups of citizens, like independent citizens who come together and essentially are working for a social cause. There's sort of a more technical term or a technical definition, which is basically not an NGO is a nonprofit voluntary citizens group, which is organized on a local, national or international level. It's task oriented, driven by people with a common interest. And NGOs perform a variety of services and functions. They bring citizen concerns to governments, they advocate, they monitor policies, and encourage political participation through information. Got it. So, like, in really, really, like, in basic terms, it's, like, groups of people who have, like, one specific focus to, to work on social issues. Yeah, in layman's terms. <laughs> okay. Nice. That was a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. But, like, really. In, layman, in layman's terms. Of, yeah, because a lot of people, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Even I was just like, yeah. yeah. all right, what is an NGO? <laughs> I, I knew, I, I just knew it was a large nonprofit. That's all I knew. I just didn't know, you know the specific pockets that they touch base on. So social issue makes sense. Yeah. And there, and it really is, it's like those kind of key pieces are like, it's nonprofit. So it's not for profit. It's, it's citizens or civilians. So groups of people who are all focused on kind of that, like a same common interest. Okay. It. So it's pretty much people who are in the trenches doing some really mm. tackling some really mm -hmm. difficult issues around the world. Yeah. 
And, and that's exactly right, Francis. In terms of, of the function, the, the common interests are normally humanitarian focuses. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm glad kind of you talked about that a little bit. So NGOs can be local, regional, and or international. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So how does NGOs have their money if they're nonprofit? How, who funds them? How do they get funded, yeah? Yeah, right. Because if, if NGOs aren't businesses, right, like we basically like as NGOs, we, we don't, we're not for profits, right? So, right. That's a good question. How do NGOs get funded? So essentially NGOs are usually funded by donations. So private donations, normally by either individuals or communities. But then at the same time, it's kind of interesting because even though the term NGO is non-governmental organization, a lot of times NGOs actually do take government funding as well. So I guess it's kind of interesting. If you think about there's a mm. sort of a very large spectrum of sizes of NGOs. So you could have really small grassroots NGOs that are local. You know, in the States, I think about my, the NGO or, or nonprofit that I volunteered at when I was in college was called CHAT, Church Hill Activities and Tutoring in Richmond, Virginia. And it was funded privately by like citizens in, in Richmond who care deeply about their community and cared about the issues that were in their local community. So CHAT as a nonprofit was funded by very, very kind of local grassroots community of like individuals from their church or from the community. But now I'm, I work for like an international NGO called Lyft International. And our organization found, was founded in New Zealand but works in Thailand and across uh, the Southeast Asian region. And we're funded by a variety of private foundations, uh, aid and development organization, and as well as a lot of like individual donors too. So there's kind of like a wide spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, it's interesting too, cause like World Vision, a lot of people have heard of the organization World Vision, right? And World Vision, for example, they're like a massive international NGO across the world, right? They work in like low-income and like like communities where there's poverty across the world and mostly focus on children. And so even though they're a non-government organization, they've they've basically like gotten like millions and millions of U.S. government funding because the government, because the U.S. government wants to support like poverty alleviation overseas, right? So that's like when you have like a huge international organization, a lot of times they are funded by governments, whereas local NGOs a lot of times are funded by like local. So let's say I'm somebody who wants to get involved in NGOs and I actually want to work abroad. You know, I want to have yeah. an international career abroad. How do I even get started and get involved with an NGO career? Yeah, that's such an interesting question and a good one. So I guess, where do you start? So I guess, first of all, maybe backtracking for a second. In terms of what NGOs work on, right? There's such a wide range of what NGOs cover. I think there's like a little something for everyone. (laughs) So really, I guess the first question, Francis, is even before how do you get involved is what do you want to get involved in? right? Yeah, what are you passionate about? For example, there's NGOs that work on human rights issues, right? There's NGOs that work on the environment. There's NGOs that work on like public health crises. So I guess one of the first questions to ask yourself, right, if you're thinking of even getting involved in an NGO is what is it that I'm passionate about? What makes me kind of come alive? What is the cause or even really is the question, what is the cause that kind of breaks my heart and about our world? You know, what makes me kind of lose sleep at night? 
And so for me, that was the issue of human trafficking. When I was growing up here in Thailand, I first understood that human trafficking was a huge problem across Asia and kind of had very personal interactions with people who had been survivors of human trafficking. And so when I was in college, I kind of knew that I wanted to focus my career on working on this issue. And obviously, and just really had the privilege to be able to to focus my career ever since I was younger, like I said, in university on this issue of human trafficking. But I know for you guys on this podcast too, in terms of Global Grind, it's like for people who, how do people get involved in working for an NGO before, like, or like, or at least after like long into their careers. Right. And I think that kind of question is like, what is it about our world that breaks our hearts or makes us like lose sleep at night? And how can we start to get involved in that? So, okay. They start with that. Yeah. So you think about it and, and you're like, you know what? Yeah. Human trafficking or environmental for me, it would be environmental, right? It's kind of like yeah. as a traveler, when I go to these places, mm-hmm. I get really upset. When I see the abundance of tourism killing a place or a landscape, you know, and I'm just like, am I part of the problem? (laughs) Yeah. My friend was just in Bali. I know Nubia. My friend was just in Bali. She came back and said like the beaches are covered in trash, you know? Yeah. And even in Thailand, like, you know, a lot of the beaches now have to be closed down. Oh, I know. Because the uh, amount of tourism Mm -hmm. per day is just killing the beaches in the South. So yeah. that touches my heart as a traveler. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Is like, there's just, there's kind of, yeah, there's like endless social issues in our world. And the kind of cool thing about asking ourselves this question, right? Like what breaks our hearts about the world? What makes us lose sleep is that we actually do have the opportunity to do something about it. You know, I think it's an empowering thought. And sometimes we don't always mm-hmm. feel like we don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we start there. What's next? Yeah. So the second kind of piece of that is then sort of saying, okay, what am I passionate about? But also, and there's this term, what are you genetically encoded for? But basically what I, what do I mean by that is what activities, what, what are you good at? What, what do you feel like you, you're kind of made to do? So what's your skill set basically? Like what you can bring to the table. So totally. Yeah. What is it? What's your talent and what is your expertise? And then the third piece of it is like, what makes economic sense? What can you make a living at? And I've heard this idea of this intersection between passion, talent, and opportunity is essentially kind of your sweet spot. And there's this quote actually by Aristotle. And he said, where your talents and the needs of the world cross, there lies your vocation. So I, I find that fascinating. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. No, I love that quote. And that idea of a sweet spot, right? Like it's all of us have it in some way. And I think there's infinite number of of issues in our world that are, that are not okay. You know, like there's just so much going on in our world that isn't right. And all and so many avenues for people to get involved. And so I think for us as, as individuals and as humans are, I mean, some ways our responsibility to find what that sweet spot is, whether it's for like vocation or jobs or whether it's for a short term volunteer. Skip the fluff and the shallow advice. Global Grind provides you with actionable steps so you can start grinding towards your dreams of working abroad. So, I mean, you brought up volunteerism. Are all jobs with NGO volunteer work or are a lot paid? Oh, good question. Yeah. Well, I think that, so with, with NGOs, with nonprofit, there's a lot of opportunities to volunteer. And I would say in terms of 
that question of where do you take the plunge? How do you first kind of get involved? I would say definitely volunteering is a first step because a lot of nonprofits, by the very nature of them being nonprofits, they oftentimes run on volunteers or need volunteers in order to function, in order to maximize their outputs with the least amount of cost. So that's sort of why there's oftentimes a lot of space for volunteering within the NGO community because there's a high need for it. But at the same time, a lot of nonprofits do have paid jobs, which is great for those of us who have to actually pay our bills. (laughs) Right. And so, and there's a few different kind of avenues for sort of discovering what those jobs even are. There's a great website called Relief Web, and that kind of lists a large variety of NGOs and then the jobs that are posted. And most of those jobs are paid jobs. And then there's another website called DevX, and DevX also hosts a wide variety of NGO jobs. So yeah, it's kind of like a both and. I think in terms of getting your feet wet, like right off the bat, I think volunteering is a great way to do that because it gives people the opportunity to test out whether the NGO space is something that they even want to get involved in at all, right? It's not for everybody, I guess. Um, And so volunteering is kind of a good way to to test that out. And then once you kind of know that's something that you really want to get involved in, like looking for, there's so many different avenues for looking for jobs that that do pay. Okay. So you had mentioned that uh, human trafficking and sexual exploitation is huge in Asia. And I don't know if you know this at all, but do you find that other continents deal with much bigger issues than their counterparts yeah you mean like what other continents there's like other crises in other and other areas exactly yeah Yeah. well it's interesting because even if like you look back in history there's these trends sort of like in the aid and development sector right so like in the in the 80s for example the hiv aids crisis around the world was kind of like the trend where there was a lot of funding either independent funding or government funding that was going to ngos to to work on the hiv aids crisis in the 90s it was poverty alleviation in different parts of of africa or asia and then across the 2000s there really has been this kind of focus and almost global outcry against human trafficking and i think there's been a lot of awareness raised about the issue of human trafficking we're kind of moving now into a space in the late, you know, 2000s. We're almost at 2020 now, or you know, we're in 2018 now. That the global refugee crisis is really becoming kind of the focus around the world, right? Like we we yeah. hear about crises, the crisis coming out of the Middle East because of ISIS, Syria. There's the refugee crisis in Myanmar right mm-hmm. now. There's 800,000 people who have been displaced. And so I also think there's massive sort of movement of refugees because of natural disasters. Nubia, you know, we were, we were just talking about like environmental issues. And you see across like island countries, people are displaced because the water levels are rising. Yeah. You know, and so. I mean, you're so right. Mm-hmm. There are trends. Yeah. You know, there's trends regionally. You were saying just now, Francis, you know, in Asia, human trafficking is a huge issue. Across Africa, you know, there's sort of the orphan crisis where I know there's a lot of space for need for helping with orphan and orphans. We can get into like the ethics of that later. But but yeah, I think but also in terms of like just the time that we live in, there's these kind of trends, too, where right now people are really focusing on anti-human trafficking and the global refugee crisis. Gotcha. Right. No, that, that's 
valuable information because I didn't yeah. I didn't notice there was a trend. Yeah. And you're right. When I look back and I'm thinking about what you just said, yeah. that was the case. Yeah. That and when I think, too, like whenever there's global crises because of genocides or, or war, there's always sort of like needs that pop up in terms of like immediate aid to those different kind of crises. Like I said, right now, Myanmar is sort of very much the focus of, of a lot of aid going to help the Rohingya people. But yeah. Yeah. It is weird because in, in the U.S., all mm. you know is what you get from, so, from I was going to say social media, but from yeah. the news. And yeah. what you get from the news, you try to, how can I like, put it? Filter. Sometimes I used to say no news <laughs> is good yeah. news because it was never anything good on the news. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you didn't know if they were taking things and and twisting it or exaggerating, exaggerating it. stuff. You didn't really know what was True. not real, but what was like really real and what wasn't. Yeah. So if yeah. somebody's really interested, right, after they find about their passion and they're like, you know what, I want to know yeah. a little bit more about this. Yeah. Would you say that it's more of a let me check out countries Mm. that I'm interested in potentially going to, to work and be yeah. like boots on ground. Yeah. Is that a good way to look at it? Yeah. You know, Nubia, that is, that it brings up such an interesting point about research. My biggest thing for people wanting to get involved in NGOs is like research, research, research. And it's what you said, like even with the news, right? When we find out about an issue and we hear about it on a news channel or through social media, I think it is, again, our responsibility to figure out, is this true? And if it is, who's doing what about it, right? And and who are kind of the, the players involved that are starting to kind of meet the different needs that are, are being kind of showcased. But I think research is a really important place to start. And there's this saying, actually, interestingly, on this topic where good intentions, right? Like most people who get involved with NGOs or wanting to help on social causes have incredibly good intentions, right? But there's this phrase that says good intentions aren't good enough. And so what do we mean by that? We essentially mean that there needs to, people who are getting involved in NGOs and those of us that work in NGOs need to make sure that we're actually meeting the needs of the issues that are, that we're wanting to work on. And so I think research is a really important place to start so that we really understand the issues themselves. But the other thing I think is really asking the question, what are the needs of a particular country or issue? Yeah. And then bridging that gap and seeing what you can offer. So I think, I think this would be a good time to set time to start grinding. Yeah. And I mean, I challenged someone to really sit down and think about what you're passionate about. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part. That's definitely a first start, Nubia, isn't it? It is. Because like I said. That is like number one. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I realize that it is environmental. Not to say human trafficking is not a huge problem. And I could totally, you know, volunteer and something like that. But I would see myself getting upset about environmental issues because I'm so passionate about travel. Yeah. Well, it's like asking yourself that question, right? What makes us lose sleep at night? And then what makes us want to get up in the morning? Yeah. You know, it's like the second piece of that. Like, okay, if this is making me lose sleep, then what's going to make me want to get up in the morning and do something about it, right? Exactly. (laughs) So we want you to start grinding, get online and research. We have actually four websites that you can actually go to, which is Relief Web, 
devxngo.org. Yep. We also added international aid jobs as well. So we'll leave all those links yeah. and just get a feel for what's really out there, what kind of positions and, yeah. and locations and get a feel for the language. I'll add one more. It's okay. freedomcollaborative.org. And that one is great too for specifically organizations working on exploitation and okay. trafficking. Awesome. Folks, start grinding and get to work. Yeah. Figure out what you're passionate about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Cotter, thank you so much for kicking off the episode one of Global Grind. And for the next week's episode, we're going to discuss the ethics behind NGOs. Cool. Because we want to really believe that everybody who coins themselves as an NGO is doing great. Because yeah. at some point, I remember you mentioning the orphanage um, issues in Africa. But there was also the president of Chad had literally accused three people of an NGO of kidnapping the kids. Wow. You get what I mean? So it's like, how do you know? It's even when we see these commercials, it's like give aid. It's like sponsor this child. And sometimes I I want to put up that dollar and I'm just like, is it really going to the cause? Yeah, it's such an important issue. So we, we'll talk about that on the next episode. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you, Carter. Now that you got a taste of the Global Grind series, we're here every Tuesday to give you practical advice so you can begin your international career. And don't miss our regular Chronicles Abroad episodes every Wednesday to listen to real people living that international life. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at Chronicle Abroad and Instagram at Chronicles underscore abroad. And please send your questions to us either via Twitter or to our email, info at chroniclesabroad.com. Stop daydreaming and start grinding. Music by Almighty K-Rock. <laughs>